This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. Hey and welcome back to Coaching Uncovered podcast. I have decided to talk about coronavirus and coaching because I found that some people weren't and I really wanted to hear about it. I don't want to spend my time in the detail of the pandemic. Probably you don't either. We can find all we need to know in the news right now. But what I do want to do and what I have been doing is talking to business owners and particularly small business owners about how to run their business during this time. Now, particularly with the podcast, I talk about coaching. And so it would seem silly not to talk specifically about coaching during and through coronavirus. And that's what this episode is going to cover. Today, I want to talk about five main points that I know to be vital and true and important for you to have a successful coaching business right now. There is already a lot going around on the internet about how to run your business during this time. I've contributed to that noise, to what's going on as well, and I hope it's all been received well. In fact, I know it has because people have told me. However, whatever we do, we really want to try and take action in the right way for us. And so lots of talking heads means a lot of overwhelm and sometimes confusion about what we should do in our business. Plus, Given that there's been in the UK only announcement just two days ago from the Chancellor about how self-employed people might be able to get financial support as a result of losing business, there's a lot still to be defined and to be understood from the small business perspective and there's a lot still to be understood by the people who don't count in the Chancellor's announcement. Some of those people are my clients, some of them are me, you know, they are around us as well. And so coaching, usually we are self-employed. You might have become the director of a limited company or you might be a sole trader. That's typically the two ways that you might be classed as a small business. And so this can't have escaped your notice. However your business is set up, whatever business model you most heavily rely on for your coaching this will have had some kind of an impact. And I think to suggest that it hasn't or it won't could be naive. Now, that's not me trying to scaremonger or be negative. I just mean, let's look at it and actually adapt and adjust where we can in order to have an amazing business that thrives even through all of this. And these five points are the things that I know you can do, think and implement even during the chaos and particularly if you're homeschooling, I understand, right? It's probably way more chaotic and hard to understand what you're doing with your business um, than many other people as well. But in order to have a coaching business at the end of this, then there are things you can be doing. You can be thinking about certain things, you can be dropping certain things and you can be allowing yourself to get really bold in other ways too. So these are the five points, I guess you could say, that I recommend you do think or have over the next few months, and I'm recording this end of March 2020, 
for your coaching business and you, quite frankly, you too, to thrive. The first thing I want to say is to coach successfully, to coach well, to get through coronavirus with your coaching business, please be yourself. What I mean by that is you don't have to suddenly start pretending you're somebody else just because this huge thing is going on. Your customers and clients or your potential customers and clients will be appreciating you for you being as real as you can be. The ones that have bought from you in the past are the ones that like you because of you. You can't fake being you even once somebody's bought from you. That would be very hard and very tiring. So you know from past examples, and even if they've been free sessions up to now, that having people who have had your attention, have been coached by you, have probably done it because of your personality, how you show up, who you are, what you say, how you say it. So do not feel that just because the pandemic is around and absolutely omnipresent, sure, that you can't be yourself, that you have to suddenly be someone else, that you have to suddenly try and be someone else, that you have to fake what you want to say, that you suddenly lose your voice. If you were struggling before the pandemic to have a voice, to speak up, to do things in a certain way, then this may have simply highlighted some of those areas that you've struggled with before. It may be that you struggled to kind of have a strong enough USP in your coaching business and all this has done is made you recognise that you are drowning in all the noise, you're drowning in all the support that's being offered, which is not good for you as a consumer and it's not good for you as your business either. And so showing up as yourself has never been more important than now. Showing up as you and potentially a bolder you, sure, but you is vital so that people can finally see, hear, know, like and trust you. So to be a coach and to coach successfully through this, to promote your business, to share what you want, to keep going with the goodness that you've always given to your clients and your audience and your community and the people you know are lurking and might buy from you eventually, just be yourself. Of course, that's harder in practice. And without going into specifics and knowing you individually, I can't say, here's how you should do it. But you know what I mean. I know that you know what I mean. I know that you feel sometimes that you have to mute yourself or that you can't say something because, oh, damn, someone else said exactly the same thing yesterday and they'll think I'm copying. Well, if we all thought that, we'd never say anything. I know you know that there are times that you write emails and you just love to send them and I have to say this there are caveat here is if you're writing like angry emails to people I'd recommend that you do sort of edit them or not send them but the ones where you think this could go out to my audience or this could be a draft post or this could be what I could say and you don't say it or write it or share it because it feels vulnerable or scary or too much How about using this time when the world has been slightly, partially flipped on its head to get really bold about who you are, to say what you want to say, to share your goodness? There's never actually been a better time than now. So the second thing that I really want you to do for your coaching business to really, really get going, to thrive, to even grow, even despite 
coronavirus and the pandemic. I really want you to speak with authority and with strength and as a leader. I'm not asking you to be Boris Johnson in the UK. I'm not asking you to suddenly be someone who is an MP. I'm not asking you to suddenly, you know, be the health authority. What I mean is I want you to have a really bold way of being you. I want you to know that you can show up just as yourself, as we discovered in point one, but a version of you that thinks less about all the things that might happen if you say these things or if you do these things or if you have the audacity to launch this programme, which is exactly what people need right now. I want you to think about leading your coaching business, not reacting in it, but leading it. Maybe this is a moment, even amongst the chaos and everything else, that you're suddenly feeling like you have permission to drop some things that you couldn't drop before. And it's given you clarity about what you actually want to be doing and what you actually want to be saying. And I really want you to tune into that because that's your instinct saying, I get to say this. Who knows why? World events probably do that to people, but it gives you the chance to be able to think about I can be clearer, I can show up with strength and authority, I can lead this area of my coaching business or the internet and I get to do that because I know what I'm talking about. So how could you do that? How could you lead as yourself but also with strength and authority? What would you love to be doing or saying that would allow you to do that? Number three, in order for you to coach during and through coronavirus, what about looking at the fact? Number three, really this follows on as well from one and two. Not only are you gonna show up as you, and not only are you gonna show up boldly and with strength and as a leader, with a clear message, but how about going even further than that? Showing up with something so specific that people absolutely know it's you. Now this does really go into all the niche work that you've probably done before and that sometimes you've loved and sometimes you've hated and sometimes you've really resonated with and sometimes you really haven't. But what I mean by this is that this is an opportunity for you to speak much louder about a much more specific thing. And I'll give you an example of that. When we, for example, show up on the internet as a business coach, that is great, right? You're saying, I coach businesses. However, unless there is something very descriptive in there or a sentence that follows it, that is the most generic definition of a coach that you could have. What kind of coach are you? As, as in you, what kind of businesses do you work with? In what way? What do you offer them? What do they get? So perhaps the pandemic gives you a chance to go, I'm just going to cut away the fluff. Maybe I have a title, but now I have a sentence that is so much clearer so that people who see me go, I definitely want that person in my orbit. Or the other way is, oh, they're definitely not for me. All this tells us is that we can be much, much bolder about getting so much clearer and being really confident that we have the skills to be able to support the people in that clear niche 
with that clear message because we aren't wasting time anymore. And I don't mean, oh my God, the world is not going to survive. I mean, these situations, and I have to say, I've personally been through them. Having been through cancer, there are times, and it's not always, I sort of wish it was, but it's not always, where you go, fuck the world. Like, this is so big, I have to make a difference. I have to do this. I'm fueled by this crazy passion. And now, globally, this is happening. And lots of us are going, fuck this. Like, everything we knew is slightly being turned on its head. And I'm not telling you to suddenly be positive for the sake of it. I'm not telling you to suddenly turn it around now if you are struggling. I've been going through the same thing. I have days or times where I am actually really good and very, very focused and confident and assured. And I've had other times and also due to some personal stuff that's happening that have been incredibly stressful and very hard. So I know I feel this. I'm living this with you. But what I do want you to know is that for your coaching business to go anywhere now and in the future, I want you to be so much more bold and specific about what you do, who you work with, why you work with them, what you do for them. You know, when we have this idea of speaking to everybody, we we do speak to no one. As cliche as it sounds, it's really true. I know I could be more specific in who I exactly work with. I'm not perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination. And it's tough because you have to get tough with your head for saying, oh, but what if it means I don't get X, Y, Z? Or what if it means I miss out a whole 20% of my potential audience? You have to ask yourself if you're prepared to do that, to make bold decisions so that you can move forward with your business. Not so you can be stuck in indecision and worry about a small proportion of people who you might like hanging out with or working with, but they may not have ever paid you or they may not be able to pay you enough for your coaching business to thrive. And if the pandemic does anything for us, it should put into focus what's vitally important. Yes, for society, yes, for communities, yes, for everyone around us, but also for you. I don't doubt that as a coach, as someone who works in a coaching capacity, you care for the world a lot. You probably care for it and other people too much sometimes. And so you might also be struggling right now with thinking about caring and doing what's right. But you also get to understand how to make your business successful so that you can continue caring for yourself and then continue caring for the community that you actually care for now. Get it? So number one, two and three really are along the same line. Show up as yourself show up with strength, authority and as a leader and show up with the clearest message or set of messages that you can so people know exactly what you're there for and who you help and who you don't. Number four, you are not everyone's saviour. I think this is really important. I have chosen not to sign up for the NHS volunteer program. I thought about it and there's a few reasons. Um, I'm not technically in the vulnerable category but I do have asthma and I have no bowel and my immunity isn't really tested. Like I've not had cancer for 10 years but we don't really know. Not having a bowel puts me at risk of high levels of dehydration and so 
I am being just careful now. And plus, I'll be honest, I don't think I'd be the right person right now. I have, just like you, other stuff happening that needs my focus. And it wouldn't be right for me to do that. I also feel, for me, I don't have capacity. And I have to be really, really careful about that. I don't have capacity in my brain. And I don't think that I have the time capacity at this time to take that on. I believe two, three years ago, I would have jumped and rushed at the chance to be a volunteer, to sign up. I have the skills. Like, I know that there are some where you can coach and where you can sit on the phone, but I don't have the capacity to do that mentally or physically. And we have to be really honest with ourselves about that as people who like to support people. I don't want you to go rushing into being a saviour or trying to be a saviour. I also want you to be really careful about who you do pay attention to. I've noticed, full disclaimer, that there are times when I'll send messages and I'll say, how are you? And I've realised that actually what I want is someone to ask me how I am. Now I have amazing friends and a beautiful set of colleagues and work people around me. I feel very lucky. I've had you know, an online business for quite a long time and built up networks as a result of that. I can say to people, I'd I'd like to talk to you or, you know, similar. But I did realise that sometimes my how are you's are, can someone ask me too? And so I worry sometimes with the caring professions, and I would class coaching as that, that we are sometimes doing things to help others or to be a saviour when we do also have to be really careful about what we need ourselves. This is the very typical top yourself up before you go offering you know, yourself to others. And that should happen anyway. That should happen when we work with our clients, when we're prospecting with leads, when we are closing client um, you know, sessions down, but also our time with a client full stop. We have to keep ourselves protected in there. So this is no different. This is just extra protection. But I also don't want you to feel like you have to go saving the world. Maybe you have got the most amazing skill at at a certain thing that people might need right now. If it's part of your business model and you have capacity and time and potentially it helps your business too, then, then it may seem silly not to do that. If it doesn't help your business, and but you have all the capacity, mentally and physically, and the time, then of course, do you know consider it. Again, these are just my opinions, but I do want you to take these into account. But if you're feeling stretched, and you're feeling overwhelmed, and you're feeling like, I also still really need to get my coaching business sustainable, off the ground, you know, carrying on, maybe lots of my clients are going to be impacted by the pandemic um, but I know I can help them I just have to flip slightly what I'm doing or maybe loads of your clients are re-signing up with you because they also realize how much help they need right now and what I really want you to understand is is help be supportive but don't go around being a savior where it's either not possible for you to be but also here's another one where it's not wanted and that's a tough one don't go being a savior where it's not wanted what i mean by that part is really how to describe it it's a really difficult one because it's not 
saying please don't go asking people how they are and and don't go getting into free conversations it isn't that it's be protective of the fact that you may also not be needed in places and that's okay your ego is going to have to take a hit there you might see projects or masterclasses or workshops or discussions taking place where you know like you would be brilliant in them or you have the exact skill that can be offered or you can provide so much additional stuff for it or to those people but either you haven't been asked or you didn't get involved or it's closed or it's already happened or you know whatever whatever that's also okay that's okay that you let that go it's okay that you're not scouring the internet for all the places that you can take your expertise this is a time for you to also take stock for yourself for your business for your emotions probably for your family your friends and so spending sometimes obsessional time by looking at where you can take your your message may not be as productive for you at all and it may also be counterproductive because you might see stuff which is a bit triggering and you think I don't know why you know this is perfect I have the best message for this just leave it you can be a savior in a whole other way but you don't have to be a savior to places where there isn't enough room for you and so watch your energy watch the energy you're giving out watch the energy that you're taking in it's especially online right now because most of us are just a hundred percent online digital detoxing classes anybody watch that you're not giving too much and it's wasting your energy but that if you do give away energy and particularly for free it's in the places that are going to help you and the people that you're helping but just don't go around trying to be someone's saviour. You don't actually have to be. There are probably more efficient ways that you can help people than muscling in and being desperate to help. Okay, so let's move on to the final one. Should you be giving your coaching services away for free? Da, 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 da. I think I'll probably do a whole episode on money coaching and cash during coronavirus but I want you to take this piece of advice on board this is number five and the final one for today on how to coach through and during coronavirus many of the people I work with and many of the coaches I work with I've said this before are caring gorgeous giving people however as a result they tend to discount their services give too much and then wonder why they feel busy and overstretched. Put that times 10, given the pandemic, and you can imagine what we've got. We've probably got services that are being offered for much cheaper or much more free or more going out there for a lower price. That doesn't do anybody any favors. And in fact, people who receive that kind of service thinking that a week ago it looked like it was a certain amount and now it's 50% off may feel like it's completely devalued what you were doing in the first place it also may not bring you more people sometimes the logic with discounting or doing stuff for free is it will bring more people in and therefore that's helpful to them and maybe ultimately it's helpful to us because it builds our brand too but it often doesn't. There is a reason why our sort of two to three percent conversion rate on marketing for cold traffic, I guess you could say, or cold audiences is there. And 
you may be charging £10 or you may be charging 1000 you may have to do the same amount of work to get the same number of people. Sometimes it doesn't feel logical, does it? But there's a reason why that stat is available to us. So I would love you to consider that there is something that you do that doesn't have to be free or discounted, but that helps you feel like you are giving back to the community. Sure, do that, please. You may already be doing it. You may be homeschooling your children and that is really enough. You may be doing some other kind of online voluntary thing. You may be offering your time to someone else that you forgot about and realise actually that's taken up three hours this week already. You don't have to be going around, like number four, being everybody's saviour, showing up all over the place. But you certainly also don't have to be doing everything for free. And there's a reason for that as well. If right now we all did everything for free, the whole economy would stop spending in the small business world. We would stop buying from each other. We would stop giving back and collaborating. And we would not be feeling like we would be valuing ourselves as well. But we would also be sending out the message to others that they should do this too. And so we can give stuff away if you really desperately want to and you know it's the right thing and you've got capacity and you have the budget. I don't want to stop you, but a lot of people tell me that they don't have the budget in a certain way or they don't have the extra cash. And so giving stuff away for free is not going to help you. What you can do is make sure that you build in loyal, loyal people who need to hear you right now because you're showing up as yourself, you're showing up as a leader, you're showing up as the bold, bold message that they resonate with. And if you need to, it's about showing them what you're going to do. The way that I do this is I try to be as transparent as I can be, which is there's a certain amount of stuff that I can always do for free. That is also just marketing, right? We market. That's usually stuff that people receive like content or podcasts or videos or free challenges. Sure, that's usually free. And it won't have escaped anyone's attention that what usually happens after those things is somebody comes along and says, I know that you saw the benefit in that and I could take you further. You can do that through my paid program, thing, sessions, whatever. No one's really immune to that model. And as long as it's done in a very honest way, I think people actually really enjoy it. They know what they're signing up for. They know what they're getting. They know more about you as a result. They get to feel your, um, you know, who you are and how you guide them and how you show up. But if you kept doing everything for free and you didn't offer the paid program at the end and you, you did a program that was, you know, either free or massively discounted, you're not going to benefit. You're going to be annoyed that you've done that probably you're going to be tired and exhausted and overworked you're going to have a lot of people who will be there because it's free and the energy of free is very different to anything that's got another value on it and you're going to also probably burn yourself out because you wanted to be the savior and you wanted to have a big audience or you wanted to be able to save or help lots of people none of this by the way is taking away from the economic impact of what's happening around us and I'm not brushing that aside I don't mean let's profiteer from all of this you know I don't mean that and you know you don't mean that too and when you go when you do your services or run your services or promote your services with integrity you know that you feel that differently you know when you feel out of integrity and you know when you feel in it and if you don't get 
to a place where you are okay with selling your services, and I mean selling as in for money, then you will not have a coaching business. You will have a coaching voluntary service or you will have a coaching charity or you will have a coaching something else, but it won't be a business and it won't be a profitable one. And I think if anything, perhaps coronavirus is giving us the ability to say, okay, I do actually want to make this profitable. It's okay. I'm allowed to. I want to make money and I want to make good money and I can and I'm a good coach. I'm one of the good guys. So why am I not doing that? And perhaps this time is showing you that you are more bold than you thought, that you do have a stronger voice than you thought, that you can carve out a side or a corner or a part of the internet where you can be heard. But you've got to do that by also showing authority with what you offer people. You won't have as much respect if you keep giving stuff away for free or if you keep discounting things. People will respect you less because they don't see you as valuable. Do I mean up all your prices and charge tens of thousands of pounds? I don't mean that. I do, however, mean we want you to charge well for the work that you do, for the impact that you create, and for the value that you provide for people. And anyone that's on the receiving end of that will see that and know that. Anyone who's the right person will see that and know that. Your clients and customers, indeed, should want to pay you because you only want the right clients and customers who respect you and value you who are also willing to put in the effort and sometimes effort does get shown initially through the amount of value they're willing to put down with you and that value is saying I trust myself enough to pay this person this amount of money because I'm so ready for this change I trust them enough I'm scared, I'm shit scared by giving this money to them, but I trust myself enough to know I'm ready, they're the right person, they can help me through this, this is the money. If you take away that money, that exchange of value, it's a very different kind of relationship. And now, more than ever, despite the fact that you want to desperately help people and lots of people, we have to be really careful about how you're valuing your service, your offer, your impact. The answers to this, the outcomes to this will be very different for each person. You might be shouting at the podcast going, yeah, but Emily, I desperately want to, you know, I'm going to give a series of workshops next week or in three weeks across the next 10 weeks. That's okay. I don't mean for you to not do anything free or to never give discounts, but please do them with a very strategic mind about what it will lead to, what it will mean, how it will help you and how it can help others and don't keep doing it because otherwise your coaching business will not thrive and you won't thrive either. Wow, so here's the five points again for coaching during and through coronavirus. Show up as yourself, show up with strength and authority and as a leader, show up with a really clear message, being bold, taking away all the faff that you've had in your head before with that one clear thing that you've always wanted to say Try not to be everybody's saviour or even too many people's saviour and show up with the valuable service that you know is right for the right people at the right price too. I think there's probably a lot more to come on this, coaching during and through coronavirus. So I'm going to show up on this podcast a bit more all about this in the coming weeks as well. I hope your family and you are well. I hope you are safe. 
I hope that you're staying in as you need to. Yeah, just um, breathe through it. We will get through this and we'll look back. I'll look back on this podcast and think, wow, we did it then. (laughs) I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.